comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. If I was a hot dog and I was starving, I would eat myself. Welcome to episode 493 of A Half Hour Wasted. Welcome, everyone. We have a special guest uh, in the studio, the virtual studio with us. But uh, before we get to our special guest, I'm Frank, the trivia master, Rincon. I'm Brad, the janitor Milo. I don't know what that means. That's strange. I was trying to figure that one out myself. Um, I'm I'm Bill, the the... The fanciful interloper, McConnell, whatever that means. And our special guest. Oh, that's me. Uh, uh, Russ, the uh, out-of-practice uh, podcast host. Yeah, the out-of-practice yeah. podcast host. We make it look easy, don't we, Russ? It's not you that do. easy. Yeah. Russell in the house! Walking Dead goes on hiatus for a bit, and I forget how to do this. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. Russ, it's good to have you back. Uh, Russ had joined us last week for last week's uh, trivia contest, but uh, we're going to move forward this week with this episode, which I proposed to the guys. They didn't seem too thrilled about it, but we're going to move forward with it anyway. We are going to decide in a binary debate which franchise is better, Star Wars or Star Trek. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to break it down into five characters or, or five portions of the franchise. Characters, stories, spaceships, expanded universe, and the propage that they use. And during each category, we have to break down which franchise does that better. In the end, uh, we'll end up with a with an odd number and and uh, and whatever franchise has the most points. Ergo, becomes the the greatest uh, franchise, beating out the other. Hope that makes Obviously. sense. So it's kind of like uh, Highlander. They can there can be only one. There can be only one. Also, I realize that this is a hundred percent flawed in in how it's how uh, in how to decide stuff. But I thought it'd be a fun discussion. Uh, plus, I'm stealing it from another podcast. So we can guarantee as all the great ones do. <laughs> we can guarantee that it'll be 100% entertaining. Yes. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> okay, guys. Star Wars, Star Trek. Let's. Uh, I'm going to uh, moderate, and I'll call, call on each of you guys as we move forward. Uh, I'll start with you, Russ. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your relationship to both Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, yeah. Star Wars yeah. is definitely the favorite. Yeah. Um, just, I guess you grew up with it more. Uh, or, yes and no. Uh, I mean, I, I grew up with them both. Um, but I, I, there's just nothing that replaces that, um, you know, that feeling of being five years old and, um, being taken to the movie theater and seeing this thing that just, just blew me away. It just, it's, it's why, it's why I love movies. I mean, it's, 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 um, it, it's why I love I think science and technology and, uh, and everything else, just because of the way I was always fascinated more with the, maybe not more, but I was always fascinated with, with how they did it, you know, even as a little kid. Um, and it just fascinated me how they were able to do the things on the screen that look the way they do or the the way they did. Um, whereas Star Trek was more, and, and it was just obviously stores more flashy. 
Um, but I mean, I watched Star Trek as a as a as a small kid too. I mean, the reruns on um, on local TV, and then I pretty much saw every motion picture in the theater. I mean, seeing Star Trek two in the theater is one of my favorite movie uh, watching experiences of all time. I mean, it it uh, that 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 movie alone. I think in a lot of ways, I think that's that's almost a perfect film. Um, Buried alive. Uh, just the, uh, you watch that movie now, and it's like it's incredibly tightly paced. Um, it's it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's got you know just the right balance of action and everything. But uh, but yeah, just I mean to me, just Star Wars. I mean, and then you know going growing up as a kid, you know all the toys and uh, you know the action figures and and you know just just the anticipation. I mean, there was a lot of Star Trek to watch as a kid. Um, as, as a kid, there wasn't a lot of Star Wars to watch. Okay. And Bill, let's move to you. So are you a Star Wars or Star Trek fan? And uh... oh, I've got an answer for you. Um, I'm, I'm definitely in the camp of people. Who, and I, will, I will make a choice, but I am absolutely in the camp of the people. I'm one of those that's exasperated by people who think it has to be one or the other, and you can't love both. You know, um, That's like having to choose one of your children over the other. It's like, why, why are we doing this? Um, so now that uh, you mentioned that said, it, though, no, I'm <laughs> oh, I know. Well, okay. With that said, uh, I would have to lean towards Star Trek. Um, I, uh, much like Russ, um, I my childhood was largely informed by 4 p.m. daily reruns on the uh, local NBC affiliate in Oklahoma City, and um, uh, that sense of wonder uh, that Russ got from his initial viewing of Star Wars, I certainly did too. Uh, difference was that you were five, I was eight, nine. And um, so I had spent more of my formative years um, enjoying Star Trek. And when Star Wars came out, yeah, of course I was blown away. But I also had 79 hours of Star Trek to watch, and I had two hours of Star Wars. Um, you know, they've, uh, they've come a little closer than that these days. But yeah, give me, uh, give me Star Trek, and I, I could go deeper into that if you guys want. Cool. And Brad, pose the question to you, Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm in uh, <clears throat> the same camp as Bill as far as believing that you can love both uh, just as much as, as the other. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, my nephew uh, just got married uh, last week, and because of social distancing, we could not all attend, so they asked us to provide videos addressed to the bride mm-hmm. and groom, and one of the things I said in the video other than, you know, hey, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I look forward to watching you guys grow together. All that nonsense was, I cannot wait to teach your children, your eventual children, that it is okay to love Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> and I do love them both with all my heart. Listening to Bill talk, I started thinking, and I think I only just now realized that I came to Star Trek late. I was a Star Wars person first. I did not watch it regularly and religiously as Bill did, Star Trek. I did see them occasionally on Channel 39 here in the DFW area, but I didn't watch all of it. I liked it. I loved it. But when Star Wars happened, it changed my life. Now, I would be lying if I said that I would be hard-pressed to find anybody, any science fiction character, cooler than Kirk or Captain Picard or Spock. I mean, those three characters give any Star Wars character a run for their money in my book. I mean... And let's, and, and hold on to that. Don't extend from there, because we, we're going to hit characters first. Just saying that out loud, uh-huh. just, I just gave myself goosebumps. If I had to pick one or the other, though... I'm going to pick Star Wars because it happened to me first. I love it dearly. I've seen, with the exception of Star Trek Discovery, I've seen every episode of every Star Trek series there ever is, and I'm just about ready to start watching Discovery. It pains me to know that I'm never going to see another Luke Skywalker-centric Star Wars movie again. But I love them both. If you put a gun to my head, I would choose Star Wars with an apology to Star Trek. Yeah. 
And and that's and that's why the, this debate is flawed because uh, Bill, just like you said, you can love both. That's fine. Uh, th- this is more of the type of debate you would have, I guess, when you're in middle school with your friends and and you're like you're trying to prove your point because one just has to be better than the other. But but you can love both and and uh, which I do, and I favor Star Wars over Star Trek. Uh, mostly for uh, everything you said, Russ, I had this exact same experience when I saw Star Wars. I wanted to know how they did that. Why, why, why does it look, why does that movie look so much different from Star Trek? And it just got my wheels turning. Uh, and that just started a, a lifelong love of production for me. So that being said, let's dive right in. To find out which is better, Star Wars or Star Trek. Brad, you had mentioned some characters earlier. Let's start with the characters. And we're talking overall. We're not going to, let's not, let's leave expanded universe out of this for right now. And just focus on the characters that you have seen on screen. Maybe not in a book, but if they've been on screen or uh, on TV, um, uh, they count. So, uh, on Star Trek side... You have generational uh, um, uh, captains, and you have a multitude of captains, too. Kirk, uh, you even have a different timeline, Kirk. Uh, uh, you, you have Cisco, you have Janeway, uh, you have Archer, you have just so many captains to choose from. And then on the other side, Star Wars, you have all iconic and, and villains, uh, concrete villains that you can hold on to. Darth Vader, Stormtroopers, the Emperor, that type of stuff. So uh, let's start with, Bill, we'll start with you on this one. Characters. Who has the better characters, Star Wars or Star Trek? Um. Oh, geez. How, how, uh, I guess that's the whole point of this exercise is how do you, do you determine, uh, that more is better? Do you determine the simple fact that there are more Star Trek characters to choose from? Does that make it better? Um, you have or, to, you have to kind of can, I guess, convince us of the argument you're, you're going to take. And I, and I okay. guess we'll take it that way. Here's why this is better. Okay, um, I am gonna have to. Uh, I'm I'm afraid that I'm gonna just be. Um, I'm gonna have to shill for Star Trek uh, just to be a, um, you know, just be the light in the darkness uh, compared to uh, compared to you three who are all Star Wars kids. Um, I will say that uh, I will say Star Trek um, because the characters that you have are iconic. Um, in Star Wars, uh, you have a number of characters, but they are much closer to being ciphers uh, than uh, the Star Trek characters are. In Star Wars, you have a lovable rogue. You have the uh, you have the lady who's got a tough outer shell, but she's you know, but but she's soft inside. Um, you've got uh, you've got the 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 kid with stars in his eyes who doesn't know what he's about to get himself into. Um, uh, whereas in Star Trek, uh, you've got uh, people like Captain James T. Kirk, who was uh, um, just a, a. I think your your characters in Star Trek are more well rounded. They have better backstories. Um, Spock, you know, spent fifty years. Now we're finding out in Discovery um, that he actually had even more of a history than than we ever thought he did. Um, but uh, you know, Captain Kirk was the youngest uh, star you know starship uh, Starfleet uh, uh, captain ever, and uh, uh, Picard is someone who, uh, you know, had this amazing backstory, uh, you know, being on the Stargazer uh, before Enterprise, um, and you just have this insane, you know, just the number of characters. Um, you know, I, I give you, you know, Captain Lorca and and the great uh, Christopher Pike, and you have Kirk, and and I'll even give you, you know, some of the other guys. Uh, I'll even give you. Um, you know, we're not even getting into to Janeway and Cisco and some of those great characters. And and the the fact that Star Trek allows a a serialized form of storytelling, um, not so much in the original series, but in every series that's come after that from Next Generation on, you have pretty incredible uh, depth of character because they have the time to tell those stories. You have 
you find out that Cisco, you know, loves baseball and, you know, you find out that Spock at one point had a sister, holy cow. You find out that Captain Lorca, you know, um, well, we, he may have been a good guy, but the one we met was actually from the freaking mirror universe. I mean, you, you find out, you know, you find out all these things uh, over the course of time that you just, you don't have that time to spend in the Star Wars universe with these characters. So if that's the basis I'm judging on, I'll go ahead and do that. Um, I'm going to give uh, the the edge by a wide margin to Star Trek characters because their characters are much more um, much more three dimensional and much more uh, real. And um, um, by contrast, the Star Wars characters again you you have very little time you actually spend with these characters, and so they kind of have to be more archetypes or ciphers. And you know you don't find out as much about them. So there you go. Star Trek characters are better. Okay, that's Bill. That that was a good argument too, Bill. Okay, Brad, you characters. Who 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 has the edge? Star Trek or Star Wars? Growing up, I always wanted to be Han Solo. Um, I still I still want to be Han Solo. Um, I want my children to be like Princess Leia. Level-headed, smart, intelligent, not going to take any bull. She's going to get the job done. Luke fills me with hope. Makes me believe that I could do, you know, anything I can imagine. But I would kill a total stranger for more... Kirk, Spock, and McCoy going at it, being friends, ribbing each other. For me, as this is easy. As much as I love Star Wars, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy are the superior trinity of characters. I, even in the new J.J. Abrams Star Trek universe... Those three actors, they got it down pat. Kirk, Spock, and McCoy are just... Their dynamic and their friendship... It's its just, to me, strong. And it's, it's like squad goals. You know? You've heard that phrase. That's what the kids say, right? Squad goals? That, to me... Sure. I want that kind of relationship with guys. You know, and on some level, I feel like, you know, Frank, me, and Bill have that. You know, I'd do anything for those guys. And I I believe they would help me out of a jam. They would pay bail money to get me out of jail. You know, Bill and I, you know, drove down south for Frank. You know, Bill and Frank have helped me do stuff. Frank and I have helped Bill do stuff. That, maybe that's, friendship is important. And the the Han, Leia, and Luke dynamic, while they're friends and started out as friends, it's different. But something about Kirk, Spock, and McCoy hits me to my core. And that's why I vote for Star Trek in this category. All right, characters go, uh, Brad gives it to Star Trek. Russ, that leaves you. I'll be the, I'll be the dissenter. Um, and, and this is a tough one because, again, I think, um, I think depth, I think Star Trek definitely has the depth covered because you get to really, really know those characters. Um, you know, especially when you look at Next Generation, you look at, um, Deep Space Nine and Voyager, especially TNG, because you have seven uh, seven seasons, multiple movies. Um, now with with the Picard series, you really get to know those core characters and know them very, very, very well. Um, but the one thing for me with with Star Wars that I, I give it the edge is there are just more characters that are intriguing to me. Like, how many little bit characters do you see in the back? And did you obsess over, um, you know, getting the the trading card to learn what what's that character's name? What's their deal? Who is that? 
um, you know, how many of them got an action figure with a name and you're like, you know, this, 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 you know, this guy has a name and, um, you know, if, if you were ever into like the, the card game or the role playing game or, or any of the extended universe stuff, like people, people have written books and, and, you know, short stories on, on some of these characters that had less than, you know, two seconds of screen time. Um, and, and then you, you know, you get into characters like, you know, like Vader and like Darth Maul, um, and then like Ahsoka Tano that are just are incredibly intriguing characters um, and and had growth and depth to them um, even beyond like the 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 original trilogy characters which yeah I think we get the meat of that in the in the original trilogy and not not as much in the in the in the sequel trilogy but uh, but yeah I just I just found myself more like you know wanting to know like what actor played that character like who who was that. Um, more so than, than Star Trek, where it's just like you had your core and and they were very intriguing and you got to know them really well. But ancillary characters, you really didn't, you know, really didn't care too much. Like, you know, that one, you know, person that shows up in an episode of TNG and then never is seen from again. Like, you don't really think about it after the fact. But and, and I guess maybe with Star Wars, there just wasn't as much of it. But, you know, there's again, characters that show up for a very brief period of time. You're just like, hey, what's what's that? What's that guy's deal? What's what's her deal? Um, so that's, that's why I, I, I give it a slight edge. Okay. So, uh, Russ is for star Wars. So that's two to three on characters. The point goes to star Trek on characters. Now, I, w- I would like to just very, very quickly, seriously, uh, add that, uh, as far as, as far as Russ's, uh, assertion goes, um, you do see characters in star Trek that do start out as a bit minor player. Oh, we'll see that character for one episode. And then it turns into Barclay, who is a major sure. player in Voyager. You know, Seven of Nine, who becomes a major player um, in in Star Trek Picard. Um, you know, you, uh, Benson Rowe. Yeah, you do see characters not just not just coming out of out of the background. And of course, like you said, there are loads of characters that are in the background and stay in the background. But I think Star Trek uh, has done an, a very interesting job of taking certain characters and really bringing them uh, to the forefront. Um, you know, you, you do see uh, you do see that. So anyway, uh, not necessarily to argue the point with you, but just to add a little bit more uh, uh, color to it. Okay, next category: spaceships. Oh my goodness, spaceships! They're a central part to each of these uh, universes. Brad, we are going to start with you on this one. Who has the cooler spaceships? Star Wars or Star Trek? Go. Star Wars, hand down. Hands down. Star Wars, hands down. Star Wars, hands down. Star Wars, hands down. So is Brad going first this time? I just have a few words. I just have a few words. Okay. Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Star Destroyer. A-Wing Bomber. I can't wait to give you my answer. TIE Interceptor. X-Wing. I just... I'm being silly, but I'm also 100% serious. I love the Enterprise. It is freaking cool. If I could join Starfleet right now, I would say goodbye to my children, my parents, my friends... I would join Starfleet and I would leave now and hope to God I get stationed on a ship like the Enterprise. But I freaking love Star Wars ships, man. I used to draw them all the time when I was a kid. I want the Millennium Falcon. I'm seriously considered dropping 900 bucks once just to build a Lego version of it. (laughs) My short answer is Star Wars ships rule. Nice. Russ, let's move to you. Star Wars, Star Trek. Spaceship. Yeah, I just echo what Brad said. I mean, it, it's you know the the one thing about about Star Trek is, and I both appreciated this, but it also limits it is that all the ships follow a same you know a, a uniform design. You know where like all of <clears throat> not all of but you know the 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 Federation ships all kind of have like a look you know the the double nacelle the saucer the whole bit like the Romulan ships they have their look the you know each each race kind of has their their look um and with Star Wars everything's different you know i mean the, i mean obviously the empire has their stuff and the and the and the rebellions have their stuff but i mean just 
everything looks lived in and real and um and yeah just just yeah i mean I, like i said I, I i can't really add too much more than what than what brad said I, to me that this was a no-brainer um as and like brad said as cool as the enterprise is um it doesn't hold a candle to 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 the totality of all the star wars ships that are out there okay and bill how about you who has the color um, spaceship what franchise well um i uh I will say that uh, Star Trek has a bunch of really cool looking, uh, bunch of really cool looking ships, a bunch of cool ideas. Uh, I like Russ's point about the uh, the, the the so called sameness. Um, I think that was uh, relevant um, for the most part. You know, that's what we see. We see basically you know one ship design, and you see uh, you know a thousand variations of said design. Um, I'm absolutely coming in on the side of, uh, Russ and Brad on this one. I think star Wars ships by a freaking, by, a by 12 parsecs. Um, and here's why star Trek ships, um, are utilitarian as might've been mentioned already. Um, star Wars ships are epic. Uh, star Wars ships are, uh, are thrilling like the millennium Falcon and they are, and, and they're striking like the X-Wing. My favorite ship, probably my favorite Star Wars vehicle probably of all time was the Y-Wing. I, I don't know why it captured me as a child. I have never lost my love for the Y-Wing. In fact, I bought the Lego model like twice, both times for Sage. But, you know, hey, uh, a, a girl can dream, right? Um, for Sage, what's quote unquote. For Sage, no, actually, actually I, I, I never got to build them. But my problem is the Sage would build them and then he'd take them apart and then all the pieces would get jumbled together. And it's like, but maybe I want to build it next, whatever. Um, so, uh, oddly enough, um, I think that um, uh, you're right. Uh, uh, so, ships in the Star Wars universe uh, are not just uh, utilitarian, they're not just, you know, sciencey. They are they are thrilling, and you know they are uh, scary in a lot of ways. I mean, good lord, the Death Star! Uh, I always thought the Star Destroyer. The the are you kidding me? A super Star Destroyer? Are you stinking kidding me? Um, but for me, I think other than the Y wing, maybe my favorite ship design. And this is man, this feels like it's coming out of left field. And I need you guys to help me with this because I don't know what the name of it was. Was it the Dreadnought? Um, but that crazy ship that, that they premiered in The Last Jedi, of all things. Um, oh, yes. Slave uh, One, yeah, baby. Slave, slave One. Yes. Yeah, uh, um, so I just, uh, when I see uh, the design, you know, Star Wars, the, the, the Star Wars movies start out. Uh, or at least each trilogy starts out with the ship, you know, the, the camera looking up at the end of the side of the ship and you're wondering what's going on here. And then all of a sudden, you know, after like a minute of, of something passing over the camera, it reveals to be the butt end of a ship. And you're just like, Oh my sweet heaven. Uh, that thing, <laughs> that thing, have you seen the size of the ship? It's ginormous. I mean, you know, you have, you have vessels in the Star Wars universe that are miles long, you know, that are, that are in, in some instances, you know, you know, as a 10, 20, 30 miles wide, um, you know, just the, the scale uh, of Star Wars is, is just, it's, it's, it's dune like in its epicness. And uh, yeah. So um, uh, with all respect to uh, Star Trek, uh, there's nothing wrong with their cute little ships, but dude, Star Wars, 100%. All right, it sounds well, we like the point to that out. one goes to yeah. Star Wars. Oh my, uh, Bill! Uh, just to That's mirror what you said, yes, uh, I'm a huge Star Wars Star Wars spaceship fan, and the Y wing is nice. my personal favorite ship. If I could, no if I joined the rebellion and they said, "Hey, you can fly any ship you want," Y wing, just because I love I love the design. I don't know what it is. It makes That's sense. So crazy. To me. And, uh, 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 kids, we did not set this up beforehand. This is, <laughs> I didn't. I did not know this, and that's that's so crazy, Frank, that you and I are on the exact same page of such an esoteric little bit of of, of trivia or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's it, so it was. Cool, uh, man. And, and I I don't know what it is. Just love that shape, that white wing shape. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, bud. 
Brad, what do you got? This is not a spaceship, but it's one of my most favorite Star Wars vehicles. Nice. Nice. What do you have there, Brad? It's the speeder bike from, uh, you know, with the the biker scout from uh, Return of the Jedi. The forest speeder. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the the speeder bike on the forest moon of Endor. So awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we have one Star Trek for characters for star for spaceships. We have Star Wars. Let's talk about stories, and we're going to talk just uh, we're not th- going to talk expanded universe stories. We're going to talk about stuff they either saw on TV or in the theaters, and overall the growth of the characters, the growth of the story arc, things of that nature. Um, which one takes the cake on it? Uh, I, I will say, just to kind of throw this out there. Uh, more doesn't necessarily mean better. I'm not trying to sway anyone, but I'm just throwing that out there because Star Trek would easily beat that, uh, beat that hands down. Uh, but take that into account when you're thinking about your answer and we will start with you, Russ. So story wise, who's got the edge? Star Wars, Star Trek. I I think Star Trek, um, just for a variety of reasons part of it it's it's hard to discount the qua- the quantity um it, it just has the room it had the room it still does i guess um to tell just a lot of different types of stories um and and we're kind of getting there you know i think maybe if you asked me this question in five or ten years i might have a different answer for you um but because we're starting to see that diversity in storytelling with Star Wars, you know, with things like the Mandalorian, um, and and even um, some some of the the uh, you know like Last Jedi and even Solo and Rogue One, you know, we're starting to see this um, diversity in storytelling. Um, but I, I I just I think Star Trek has been able to kind of take topics that are much more. Um, relatable to real life, um, a lot more poignant, a lot more like, again, I love Star Wars, you know, more than most things in life, but I don't walk out of a Star Wars movie and, you know, kind of contemplate my life um, in in my, in my role, in in my role in the world. Um, And there are, there are episodes of Star Trek and, and, and you know, not so much. You know, the movies are a little more popcorny, but but the TV shows. I mean, there are episodes you watch, and it does make you think about um, about things um, and and kind of question, um, you know, your role in in the world and 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 how it's it's seen and um, and just kind of you know what kind of commentary they're making. So it's it's hard to uh, it, it's hard to to dismiss that, and it's hard to kind of compare more. Summer blockbustery popcorn fun, you know, with you know, with detailed storytelling that they've been doing for fifty plus years. Okay, Bill, how about you? Who has the edge on storytelling, the Trek or the Wars? I am, um, I am going to uh, cast my vote uh, towards Star Trek, and, and again, I'm not. I'm not trying to defend Star Trek blindly. I, I sat here and thought about it super hard while Russ was talking. And two things occur to me. Um, number one is a, uh, a Star Wars negative. The other is a Star Trek positive. And I think that makes my decision for me. Um, this, does not, uh, this does not include all of Star Wars, obviously. But um, my first thought was, well, stories, um, honestly... Uh, I'm not sure I liked a whole lot what they did with, uh, this last set of stories and it has to count. Um, uh, so there's that. And the idea that, uh, uh, the point, uh, you made just a moment or two ago, um, about, uh, walking out and feeling like I've actually learned something when watching a Star Trek, uh, movie, uh, or TV show. It's like, you know, that's a really good point. Um, uh, Star Trek was so allegorical. Um, you know, Star Trek was, is commenting on society and the human condition, uh, you know, through the guise of, uh, uh, science fiction, you know, facade. And so Star Trek is telling, you know, very human stories about, uh, um, 
you know, about everything. I mean, you know, Private Little War, you know, was a, was a Vietnam allegory where uh, the, the the original series episode of Private Little War, where it turns out that uh, the Kurt goes down, meets a, a, a friend of his uh, in a, a village and a tribe that still lives in a very primitive fashion. And it turns out that their enemies uh, are getting... Um, uh, weapons supplied to them by the Klingons. And so Kirk has the painful decision to make, um, which is not resolved happily. Um, you know, do I let my friend and his people, you know, perish or do I arm them? And, you know, and we're, we're, we're annihilating the prime directive and you're taking a society that's not ready for this stuff yet, uh, emotionally or technologically, and we're giving them these technologies and who knows where that's going to lead. Um, so just star Trek has always had uh, very serious, uh, stories in it. Uh, um, stories that make you examine, uh, you know, your own humanity and, and, uh, um, you know, where you fit into society and where everything fits into society, uh, through the guise of uh, a fun 51 minutes of uh, television or 42 minutes, uh, uh, as the uh, series may have it. So yeah, I could go on and on, but, uh, because y'all are, I don't know, y'all are, are nice or something. I'm going to stop talking now and, uh, you know, I'll pop back in if I have to. One of, one of the things I, f- I forget to mention, uh, when we talk about story is, um, and, and this is important. I can't believe I, I, I didn't think of it at the time, but I think city on the edge of forever is one of the greatest episodes of television full stop in the history of television. Um, Remind us of the uh, uh, storyline. What? Remind us of the storyline. That's the one where Kurt Spock and McCoy must die. Yeah. They go back in time. Um, McCoy accidentally goes through the the land on this planet. McCoy goes through this. uh, He, he gets uh, poisoned. Um, uh, and driven mad and runs through this thing and all of a sudden everyone blanks out of existence and it turns out McCoy changed something in the past and Kirk and Spock have to go back and figure out what he did and stop him um, and yeah spoiler for a 55 year old episode of television um, <laughs> they they have they realize that in order for um, history to um, not annihilate itself that um Joan Collins, uh, Edith Keeler, played by Joan Collins, um, has to has to be allowed to die, um, and it's 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 just one of the greatest episodes of television ever. Um, cool, cool. Okay, Brad, let's hear it from you. Story wise, we got two for Star Trek. Well, I'd be lying if I said that um, what Frank, I mean, what uh, Russ and Bill haven't helped me said what they've said hasn't helped me make my decision um i think i always knew my answer but was afraid to admit it but after hearing uh russell and and bill talk about it and say it out loud i think i'll have to give it to star trek as well um for me they're different kinds of stories star trek is a personal type of storytelling while there are grand epic things about it, it's more of a personal it's uh, story. It's it's I can relate to Star Trek stories more than I can the epic fantasy of Star Wars that has captured my imagination forever and and will until I die. I mean, I think about Star Wars every day without fail. Because our, especially now, because our culture is soaked in in Star Wars ness, but with the exception of Han Solo's son killing his father, I haven't really ever cried in a Star Wars from a Star Wars story. But I can't tell you the number of times I've cried watching a Star Trek movie or TV show episode, you know? So, without belaboring the point, I'll give it to Star Trek. Um, I love the Star Wars story. Are there problems with the Star Wars story? Sure. Was there a problem with some Star Trek stories yeah they had a whole series about it called enterprise that was a huge big problem <laughs> and, and yet 
Um, as far as storytelling goes and, and story in general, I, I'd have to give it to Star Trek. Okay. I have, I, I will say that uh, just, just a uh, book in this, um, it, it feels kind of unfair. It feels like we're piling on to Star Wars. I don't think they, they had a, a, a hope and heck of winning that argument simply because of the amount of, of storylines you can, you can talk about, you know, in Star Trek. I mean, I think it's, this is kind of, this argument was kind of the equivalent of a seven foot, uh, bas- seven foot professional basketball player, uh, playing one-on-one against a, uh, a 10 year old. You know, you know, uh, had I participated, I was going to lean towards star Wars having it because for me, star Wars is a story that can be encompassed, uh, pretty quickly. You, you can pretty much tell everyone, uh, basically, well, here's what Star Wars is about. And it, in that way, it's like a fairy tale. It, it's, it's something that, that you, can, you can live and relive and, and listen to and re-listen to. Star Trek, well, it has a, and this is where I was leading at, at the beginning. It's like uh, Star Trek has a lot more story. Yes, it does. Um, but I can only pick a few in there that I really, really love. But overall, whole-wise, I would have picked Star Wars because just the epicness of the one story, the Star Wars, the, uh, uh, what is essentially what we're calling now the, the Skywalker saga. Uh, but doesn't matter because uh, con- coming to story, Star Trek wins that one hands down, three to zero on story. So I have two more categories left, and I'm wondering how to break this up. I think we're going to do expanded universe, and by expanded universe, I'm talking about the books. I'm talking about the games. I'm talking about uh, comic books, too. Expanded universe. Who has the edge when it comes to who has the better expanded universe? And let's see. I think... Who started first last time? Was that? I did. I started. I did. So, Bill, this will be you. Expanded universe. Who's got the better expanded universe? Um, Point of parliamentary procedure. Do we include uh, Star Wars, the original Star Wars EU before Disney? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, this is... um, uh, This feels... I I, I think I'm, I'm not considering everything, but this feels like a slam dunkster for uh the star wars and and all those star warsy people um because you've got you know star wars comics started coming out uh about 1980 uh 1979 movie yeah okay uh well i'm I'm thinking of like the marvel yeah uh, like marvel adaptation i'm trying to remember when it came out i've still got this day I've still got the, the, the huge format, you know, the, yeah, the comic treasury edition. No, the, the comics came up before the movie hit. Did they? Okay. They started to, um, yeah. They didn't, wow. they didn't have like a lot of the, the finished artwork and stuff like that. So they kind of had to make model decisions on their own uh, for some yeah. of the drawings. Um, I say, so there's just, there's so much more story and, and even, even post Disney, the EU uh, is, is incredible. Uh, I only scratch the surface on the Star Wars uh, uh, Marvel comics I read, but I enjoy all of them. Um, I've uh, I'm caught up on Doctor Afra. Uh, oddly enough, that's the only one I'm actually caught up on. Uh, one of the I greatest started, characters in Star Wars. I, I freaking love her. I don't know why I love it yeah. so much. I just I love her character, and uh, I love the supporting cast too. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the evil C three PO and R two D two. Yeah, the evil Wookie and the the murderous droid and the, it's yeah. just it's, it's incredible. Um, uh, and I will uh, I will also say that uh, um, I I assume there's you know there's got to be issues with licensing or something. And why there are these issues, I have no stinking idea. But how has there not been a Star Trek freaking video game since the Xbox 360? And by the way, that was a that was a, a Kelvin verse Star Wars game that I bought uh, one day. And it stank. I played it well, and stopped playing it because it stank. I I never played it. Uh, I guess uh, I guess other than Star Trek Online, which Star Trek Online, yeah. Big time, and uh, I've got a, a, a one of my uh, besties, uh, uh, the great uh, Mike Hillary, uh, a frequent guest, but a friend of the show. Um, he plays a, uh, a PC game on Steam called Stellaris, 
mm-hmm. but he's got it modded. Uh, he's got the Star Trek universe mod on it. So he's actually playing Klingons and Borg and, and you know, uh, Gorn and, and, and whatever, you know, um, Zindi, you know, the, the whole kit and caboodle there. And Star, Star Trek Online is really, really cool. I, I will, you know, every month or so, I'll, I'll play it once or twice for a total of about a half hour or so, and then I'll put it back down again. And next time I come back, we're in a whole new chapter of the game, and I don't, I don't know where I am at any time. Um, but, you know, think about the Star Wars video games. You just, you know, it's just, it's not even close. I mean, from, from the Force Unleashed games to, you know, to the Battlefront games, and none of these games are perfect. There's, there's bones to pick with all of them. Uh, I have not picked up, uh, uh, Sage has played a bunch of Fallen Order. Uh, we've got it. I haven't, uh, I've barely scratched the surface of Fallen Order, but, um, you know, those games are, are, are pretty stinking amazing. Um, Give, uh, you're telling me that I can fly around as an X-wing, in, in. So um, yeah, that and that and and you know there are so many Star Trek books that are amazing, um, and the you know the Star Wars comics were really cool. But I think it's Star Wars by a Country Mile. Okay, so that's Bill for Star Wars. Brad, give us your uh, take on the expanded universe. Star Wars. <laughs> That was easy. <laughs> That's rest. That did, yeah. Okay, Russell. We'll I cede my time to the gentleman from Houston. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I I agree. I think I think Star Wars um, uh, by by a pretty wide margin. But I, I will say that in the mid to late eighties. Um, they started to write these series of novels, the Star Trek novels. Um, and the first one was, was called Enterprise, and it was about the first voyage of the Enterprise. Um, that was a great Str- book, man. That was a man, great book. And then Strangers that- in the Sky, which, which again, once uh, First Contact came out, they pretty much negated that. But it was about the first contact between humans and Vulcans. One of the best books I've ever read, uh, I, I thought that book was fantastic. Final Frontier, which was kind of like Kirk coming back home and reading about his father. Um, uh, and then yeah, they, Prime Directive was great. Um, they Spock's did that book called World. Spock's World Probe, Yo, which Probe was the was book a about sequel the, to their oh, fourth movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. It was what that thing was. It was like the 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 yeah. There were there were a lot of really cool novels that I, I that I. Uh, that I kind of glommed onto when I was in high school um, and, and read at least once or twice that were really good. And the comics, when DC, I think, had the Star Trek comic license, it was pretty good. Um, I, I played a lot of the original, um, like, a little adventure games that they did um, back in the PC, uh, early PC days. Um, so, yeah, so even though, I mean, just just all of the Star Wars stuff between... You know the 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 Marvel comics, the Dark Horse comics, which Dark Horse did a lot of really cool stuff with with that license uh, when they had it. Um, the video games, um, I, I just I didn't want to kind of underserve the the cool expanded universe stuff that they did with Star Trek that I just I really I really really liked. Uh, Russ, just to jump in on on one of your comments, and Brad, I'll let you go next. Uh, concerning, I I seem to remember reading Spock's World. And the one thing that really stuck with me in that novel was uh, they had a room in Spock's world that was the biggest room in the universe. Do you remember this? It was construct. It was the biggest single room constructed in the universe. Uh, 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 I don't want to say man-made because it was made by Vulcans, but uh, that always stuck with me because it seemed like, well, that's kind of a silly thing, a, a giant room, but. Uh, essentially the way they describe it and stuff like that, it was kind of cool. I guess that doesn't ring a bell with you. That doesn't. Um, I'm trying to, th- that, that one doesn't, I don't remember much of Spock's world. There's one that I remember <laughs> where it talked about the original split between the Vulcans and the humans or the Vulcans in the, uh, in the Romulans. Okay. Um, and I can't remember the name of that book. Okay, um, I, I I just wanted to bring that up because when you mentioned Spock's world, that one scene jumped out at me, but I couldn't tell you much more. Brad, you had re- something you wanted to say. Yeah, I didn't elaborate, you know, because for me it's such an easy choice. But I will say, 
All those books Russell mentioned were wonderful and fantastic. Some of my most favorite Star Trek uh, things ever have been novels written by my favorite author ever, Peter David. He created an entire... He took a couple of random characters from a Next Generation episode, and he created an entire series, a wonderful world of its own, uh, called um, New Frontier. There has been oh, yeah. amazing yeah. Star Trek uh, expanded universe stuff. Amazing. But for me, Star Wars still beats it hands down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, Russ, I'm sorry. What, what was the name of that the, the book of the Enterprise's first voyage? I'm, I'm intrigued. Enterprise. Oh, just simply Enterprise. Do you remember yeah. who it was written by? Oh, yeah. I'm going to look it up or right what? now, Bill. Or what year is written by Vonda McIntyre, who actually wrote episodes of the the show? Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, guys. Well, believe it or not, we're tied. We have uh, two for Star Trek and two for Star Wars. That leaves the final category. The final category. Which who uh, who went first last time? I did. I did. Bill. So it'll be Brad. Bill, look at the camera. Bill, look at the camera. Nice, thank you. Very good. Got that. It's a great Damn. book, man. Great book. I'm. Uh, I may uh, have to head over to uh, Half Price and uh, see if I can get lucky. Yeah, if you could find that, or str- like I said, Strangers in the Sky is is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm writing that down too. It's 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 amazing, and and Prime Directive was good too. That was that. Like I said, that was the one. Um, it's like it's like Kirk after his father passes. I think he goes back mm-hmm. home to Iowa and goes in an attic and starts reading his, his notes about his, um, I think that's the one there. Maybe, maybe it wasn't that one. There was one where he, he, it's, it's like him. He's, he's, he's threatening to quit, uh, uh, star, uh, Starfleet. Maybe it's final frontier. Yeah. Final frontier where he's okay. He, he, he's like, I'm done. Like something bad happens and he's done and he goes home and starts reading his father's like memoirs, basically, um, and so a lot of it is told in the flashback. All those original, there was a name for those novels, and I can't remember what they were. Um, but it was Enterprise, it, Strangers in the Sky, Final Frontier, Spock's World. They all had like a, they were, they were all published a year apart, and so it was like a yeah. planned thing. Um, and they're all just just fantastic. And I was always uh, fascinated. Uh, again, we've already given the nod to Star Wars, so you know this isn't uh, uh, this isn't a bad thing, but. Uh, uh, man, uh, the the world of Star Trek, you know, the 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 making of book uh, that they did, um, you know, not long after uh, after the the movies came out, um, were just were just amazing. Um, I uh, uh, I've got my copy of it right next to the bed here somewhere, but I've got stacks of comic books, so forgive me, it's not it's not right there. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, Star Trek: The New Voyages, right there. It's got dust on it, but, uh, yeah, I need to read these. Um, just, just so cool. I just, I fell in love with star Wars, with star Trek books, uh, before there were star Wars books to fall in love with, such as this great book. That's a beautiful book, man. Isn't that amazing? And this, this is my first edition Uh, for for the viewers out there, for the listeners out there, splinter of the eyes, mind's eye. And and notice the dollar ninety five price tag on it. That That's is, amazing. That I bought that. I bought that in nineteen eighty, whenever it came out. Um, so yeah, nineteen seventy eight, I think. It, yeah, it, wow. it, was, it, it was the proposed sequel for Star Wars. Had it That's not right. been a hit, Read and then this uh, book, Han Solo's Bill. Revenge came out after that, and then the rest is history. Fire off and running. Read, nice. Read that book, Phil. That, that uh, okay, I'm writing that down too, brother. Author uh, uh, Peter Brad, David. One, one Peter of my David, favorite, one of my favorite Star Trek books. Favorite I I use lightly in that I enjoy. It was fun reading. It was the Star Trek Next Generation meets X Men crossover. That <laughs> and that made you mad because you didn't want those two universes <laughs> to cross over. It's, it was ridiculous. It didn't make yeah. sense. Uh, but uh, but I enjoyed reading it because it was fun and uh, and uh, at at I remember that before they sent them back home the mutants um, they had figured out how to fix the uh, uh, the mutation that they had 
And um, they said, hey, we can take your mutations away if you want. And they all opted to keep their mutations. Well, Good if, for them. if I can enjoy a Batman versus Aliens comic, then you can enjoy that comic <laughs> or that novel. What's the last okay, category? Uh, I'm first, right? Yeah, you're first, and it's the last one, and we are talking props. These are the things that you can hold on to. And I'm even, even going to say wear, uh, uh, uniforms, uh, stuff you can you can buy. I'll even throw in toys. But uh, you want but really to. I'm talking about like I'm talking about the tricorder you can buy, the um, uh, the lightsaber you can purchase, um, uh, action figures. I, I'm sorry to say, I think I think we can get that one to Star Wars, uh, hands down. But let's let's talk propage, Brad. If you want to go, look I'm, at- uh, I'm showing these guys just to bookend, uh, just to uh, finalize the last category. Here is my uh, my IDW uh, copy of Star Trek and the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, nice! Why not, man? <laughs> yeah. But the, the this cover is an, it's a variant cover by Keith Giffen, and in it you can see Spock hiding behind a rock with a phaser, looking very concerned about something. And here comes Lightning Lad and Shadow Lass and company. And uh, man, I love Legion of Superheroes, and man, I love Star Trek. So uh, as and it was ridiculous as you could possibly imagine, but uh, no regrets. My turn. I need to hang yeah. up in here somewhere. Um, it's Star Wars hands down. Yeah. I mean, action figures, vehicles, lightsabers. I mean, over on my mantle, there's a there's a eleven inch Lego Darth Vader and a nine inch Lego Sand Trooper. There's a uh, uh, an R2-D2, plastic R2-D2, about six inches tall, but when you take it all apart, it's a measuring cup set. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, I I made, well, that doesn't count, so I won't bring it up. Star Wars, man, easy. When's the last time anybody bought a Star Trek action figure? You know what I mean? Uh, well, yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah, when you were a kid. You know when I, the last yeah. time I bought a Star Wars action figure? It was like three months ago. Yeah, I know. It yeah. was like last week. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, that to me, it's easy. It's Star Wars. Uh, how about you, Russ? Uh, Same. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the for the lightsaber alone, like I mean, you could <laughs> you kind of can begin it and end it right there. Um, yeah. But the star the stormtrooper armor is uh, is pretty cool. My my uh, my eight year old grandson is obsessed with wanting to build his own set of stormtrooper armor. Um, and my oh, son has a three D. Cool. My son has a three D printer, and so he wants to learn how to sew. He wants my my wife to teach him how to sew, so he can sew the black uh, under under garment and uh, sew the the armor pieces to it. Um, so yeah, it's like he's he's on a mission. And and Bill prop wise, uh, who, who has be the real uh, quick? Yeah, believe it or not, this will be real quick. Um, other than the amazing and epic and undeniable brilliance of the Galaxy Class Enterprise D pizza cutter, there's there's no toy that uh, you know, the Star, <laughs> the Star Trek uh, even holds a candle to Star Wars. So there you go. Yeah, and but that well, pizza I, cutter is freaking amazing. Uh, I I am so. <laughs> interested in how just Star Wars captured the toy prop like imagination and Star Trek just can never do it to the same degree. I mean, they, it exists. They're out there and they're fun. Uh, <laughs> nice. Well, to this, you know, to this extent, this is where, uh, this is where Star Wars having a less story, less, less episodes, you know, less hours of media actually uh, plays into their favor, I think, because you don't have as fractured uh, a universe uh, to, to mess with. I mean, <laughs> that is so awesome. I built Brad, that during, I built his, that his during quarantine, my Lego uh, Landspeeder with Luke and C-3PO. Dude, I, in it. I, I still remember being, what, nine years old, being at my grandparents' house in South Carolina, them taking me to the local Kmart, and buying me the original Mattel or whatever it was, Land Speeder, and the Luke Skywalker with the silly, you know, this is, this is the original set of uh, Star Wars action figures where Luke's uh, uh, lightsaber actually, you know, came out of his forearm like Wolverine's claws. You remember and that? And was yellow. And it had that weird bit of flashing on the end, you know, that, yeah. that 
you know, it's like, why, why I don't understand why it's so skinny <laughs> at the very top. Cause that's not what a lightsaber looks like. And so, uh, me being not OCD, but a little bit OCD, I ended up, uh, taking, uh, uh tweezers or, uh, um, cutters and, uh, cutting that little bit of flashing off. And then the lightsaber is too short, but at least it was the same size. So weird. <laughs> nice. nice. Brad. <laughs> Brad has his Darth Vader helmet on. I, with you know what, headphones. guys? We're assuming that's Brad. It might be Darth Vader. Hey, uh, so uh, I don't, know if, I've ever, I don't know if I've ever told this to you guys, but I own a Star Trek uh, Next Generation uniform. I can't that, see anything uh, in was... this thing. <laughs> <laughs> or, or hear anything. I couldn't hear anything wearing that Darth Vader helmet. Oh, no. Okay, guys, totaling things up. The winner. The wait, wait, winner wait, wait. Of the Frank, I wait, need wait, you to wait. tell before, me what your uniform was. Before you say it, before you say it, can we just say, God dang it, we love Star Trek. <laughs> right? Yes, it's <laughs> a flawed debate. It is 100% flawed. You can, uh, the, this debate means nothing uh, uh, other than, than we can just say, <laughs> Uh, by a binary, and we're doing binaries, of course. Uh, uh, that Star Wars is the greatest franchise ever, better than Star Trek. <sighs> Not Put it in your much. back pocket. Not by much. Not it was by a, a photo lot. finish, boys. Not by a lot. Yeah, it's one of those photograph finishes. Oh, you just said yep. that. That's what photo finish means. Never mind. <laughs> I, you know, you know, was, uh, I, I appreciate the uh, the support there, buddy. You know, but before I was going to do props and toys, I had music down as a category, but I just knew Star Wars would win that too. I was trying to think of a category that um, that, that you would debate. Yes, Brad? Captains. I mean, as cool as Captain Nita is. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Let's Come see. On. Kirk Holdo. Kirk Holdo. Ad- I think Star Trek would win Holdo Captain. was an admiral. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, that that whole uh, episode, uh, while it was just immensely enjoyable, it's very unfair to both uh, to both um, franchises. <laughs> you know point. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what y- I might do what? tonight is I might put um, one. Star Trek movie up on my big screen and put a Star Wars movie on my laptop and just set the laptop up next to the big screen and just watch both movies at the same time. Because you can. Yeah. Dude, um, I, should, uh, I should force the kids to watch uh, Star Trek 2 with me. You know, I'm, I'm going to uh, just remind everyone out there that, that uh, it doesn't matter what, what you love. As, as long as it loves, you love it and uh, it, it brings you joy and, you know, just share with other people. It, it, it's a silly debate to have as to which is better because they're, they're different. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, well, what's the best food? I mean, you can't choose because there's so much great food out there and it depends on your mood and stuff like that. So just, just embrace what you love and stuff like that. But if anyone ever comes up to you and needs research to back up a, a quote as to what's better, Star Wars or Star Trek, just point him to this episode. Yep. Um, my, um, my, my, I'm going to totally agree with Frank, uh, unless uh, you're stupid and have the wrong opinion. My children <laughs> were, growing up, my two daughters were drowned in Star Wars-ness from as little as I could. They were, you know, as soon as I could start consuming it, I drowned them in Star Wars-ness. But it has been an absolute joy to hear Ashley say a few years ago, long time ago, I've been watching the old Star Trek episodes on YouTube. It's been a joy to make Allison sit next to me on this couch and watch Star Trek, uh, the wrath of Khan, the search for Spock and the voyage home back to back to back, you know, over the course of five nights, it's been a joy. So we, we all love all of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, with that being said, Brad, how long have you been recording? I didn't even bother doing the timer on this one. Um, it's just over an hour now, so we mm-hmm. we maintained a, a decent episode. Russell, I can't thank you enough for being flexible and spontaneous and uh, yeah, man, always jumping a, in. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yeah, we miss you. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully before too long I can make my way back up there. That's I I, I, I was talking the other day and was uh, – 
talking to the to the Walking Dead guys and saying it's been a it's been too long since I was up in Dallas to to hang out with you guys. You know, it was well, like, uh, it was only last week that I, that I ventured into a restaurant and had a meal. Um, yeah, and the one that I went to, you know, they had closed off fifty percent of their tables and booths, and we were way far away from the closest person having a meal. So maybe we can do that again real soon. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully. I got man hug. I just got months and months of man hugs stored up, just dying, dying to give them to somebody. <laughs> Remember that scene in Anchorman Two when, when Will Ferrell, uh, 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 well, that's the actor. When Ron Burgundy has been fired, and he goes to work at SeaWorld, he goes, "Here's another fun fact: I haven't felt the loving embrace of a human being in over three months. Sometimes, it, <laughs> sometimes it feels like that." Oh. Um, yeah, Brad, I, I, uh, so I do have days like that too. I, I have yet to venture to, to a restaurant yet. So, uh, you know, all I have is my dog and my way up. Uh, here's a funny story. Um, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to flirt with the mask on. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I went, I went to a farmer's market this morning just cause I wanted to be out among people. And I didn't even want to buy anything. I'm just walking up and down the aisles. Everyone's wearing their mask and stuff. There is a vendor, real cute vendor, and I go up and talk to her, and she is selling olive oils and stuff. And I'm trying to talk to her, and there's a lot of like, excuse me, muffled like, excuse me, oh yeah, back and forth. And then after a while, I just kind of gave up and go, ah, just let me just buy that bottle of of uh, olive oil, and I'll be on my way. So uh, I, I'm just I'm just ready for this. So Frank, you should get like one of those little LED uh, readout boards and attach it to your chest, and then figure out how so you can type, and then it'll, you'll like close caption yourself. Yeah, I just just like a, I could have like a an animation of a heart beep, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, beating real fast, and then cupids come in and and you know shoot arrows and you know anyway. Let's end this. All right, you've been listening to A Half Hour Wasted, the last commercial-free podcast on the internet. Uh, Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. I'm Bill Prime Lorca McGonnell. I'm just some guy that showed up. (laughs) And we're glad he he showed up, too. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.